Welcome back to another episode of the Amazon Private Label Show podcast. It's hosted, as always, by Michael and Ryan, the co-founders of FBA University. Today's episode, we are going to talk about how to deal with Amazon returns, what to expect, and what's the best way to save the most amount of money from the returns you get. First, as always, we're going to plug our accelerator program. We run a 12-month Amazon Accelerator 2.0 program where we coach students usually from zero, but some currently are selling on Amazon and just want some help. Yeah. We take them through each step of the private label journey. So we start with product research, we go to sourcing, uh, we, we dive into product design, then we design a, a listing that converts all the way through scaling, marketing, and really growing their their listings and their brand on and off Amazon. So if yep. you are interested in creating an Amazon business, book a call in the, the show notes. There's a link down there. We would love to help you going into next year. It could be a lot different Q4 if you start now. Um, all right, my man, we're talking about never a fun topic, but always important, <laughs> Amazon returns. So in terms of your business and, and how you think about returns what what do you do when there's a return and, and kind of where does that go start us off here and then we can kind of just free flow my man yeah for sure so anyone listening to this if you've bought from amazon before and i'm sure you're aware amazon have a very relaxed return policy which basically means <laughs> that if a does, customer does want to return an item there's really not much that stands in their way of getting a, a refund from Amazon and ultimately uh, you having to pick up the pieces literally sometimes. Um, so <laughs> what does that look like? So, you know, hey, if a customer's not happy with your product, they'll um, request a return. Amazon sends them normally a prepaid return um, uh, label or they then return the product to Amazon and then they get credited the money back. You get the money debited from your reserve account on Amazon and essentially the product then makes its way to the Amazon warehouse and then now you have a couple of different options. The product goes into what's called your stranded inventory, basically means any inventory that is not sellable on Amazon for whatever reason. For obviously, if it's a return and it is in still in sellable condition, the buyer hasn't opened it or hasn't been tampered with in any way, that gets put back straight into your inventory and added. So you see another unit, bang, ready for sale, ready for customers to purchase. However, if it has been tampered, or has been opened or whatever reason, or has been slightly damaged or, or whatever, that product becomes a stranded inventory and then you have two choices. You can either, actually I think you have three choices now. So you can either one, uh, get it removed to your address or a address. Two, you can dispose of it. Or three, I believe you can liquidate it and get a little bit of money back. So those are, those are the three options you have. What do I do? I think it depends firstly uh, where you're based, right? So I'm based in the UK. So for a lot of my products in the UK, I will get them removed to my house. I will then see if they're salvageable. I will, if they are salvageable and I can sell them again, I'll sell them on eBay or another platform. And if I can't, what I like to do personally, uh, helps with my ethics, is I like to donate it to a charity store. Um, if it's just completely damaged beyond repair and there's no hope for it, I will just dispose of it, recycle it if I can, if not fully dispose of it. But for my products in the US where I'm trying to expand at the moment, I obviously don't have an address there. Um, so I have to dispose of the products or I liquidate. So if I can get some money back from them, I'll liquidate. If not, I will dispose of the products. 95% of the time I dispose of the products. 
you know, returns, I look at it as a cost of doing business. So if you are getting returns, you know, as long as they're, for me, I think the threshold is about 5%. As long as my returns don't go over 5% on my total sales, I'm happy. And I just see it as a cost of doing business. It's something that you have to be aware of. It's something that you have to deal with. I don't lose sleep at night because of returns. And yeah, I just deal with it as it comes. So in the UK, get them returned to me if possible, sell them on. In the US, majority of the time I dispose of them. So kind of that's how I go about it, my man. What do you do with your returns? Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, you do have my address, my man. So if I... <laughs> um, no. What, so very similar. I mean, when I first started my business, what, uh, what I would try to do is salvage every return. I think most, that's kind of the trajectory of a... Trying to protect the pennies, baby. Yeah, exactly. And so what... What I do recommend, what, what you should not do first is get returns, especially if the boxes are damaged, and then just send them back expecting that that will go well. Because uh, I, as well as students of mine have done that, gotten poor reviews because of the way the yeah. products are packaged and such. But what you can do, and what, I, what I've uh, done for a while, not so much anymore, but really did it as I was growing my, my business early on was having backup boxes of your products. So, so the boxes aren't made, they're flat boxes. And so then getting the majority of your returns removed to you or if you use a warehouse to, to there and then looking at the individual product, if it's fine, repackaging that in a new box and sending it back in. Because as long as the packaging yeah. looks really good and the product works, your customer should be happy. And, and usually they can't tell the difference as long as you know how to package it. But not uh, creating a new box after something's been you know, shipped from overseas to Amazon, from Amazon to the customer, from the customer back to Amazon, from Amazon to you, your house. And then expecting that to present as a new item uh, yeah. is, is a risk that you don't want to take because you're really just playing with the image of your brand. And so, yeah, yeah that's something I would say. One, one thing, certain products are going to have higher uh, return rates, right? So you mentioned 5%. That, that's a good... 5% and under is a, is a good return rate. I mean, straight up, some some products, the higher price you go, especially, can get high high return rates. So I my products typically stay in the three to seven percent return rates, but some are right at, yeah. at that six or seven and there's not a lot you can do because the Amazon customer, and we're all Amazon customers, so we know it, the you can order things off at a whim, right? And so sometimes they're ordering your product and maybe they're ordering one or one or two competitors and then they're comparing and sending things back morally bad move you don't want to do like that wouldn't be <laughs> don't do that. i don't know how you do that as a, as a customer but that's happening right and so you have to just know okay if i'm going to create this business have all these embedded customers where uh, i i'm all of a sudden playing in the amazon market where you have these high buyer intent super targeted customers, you're also gonna have to play the return game and, and be a, be kind of in line with the 30 day, no questions asked returns. So don't overstress yeah. it, 
know that a lot of returns will be fine. So I recommend new sellers giving them to their house and then sending them back in. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. Anything else, my man, before we wrap for this one? I think, I think that's pretty much it. I think the biggest takeaway here is salvage what you can. If you can't, don't lose sleep over it. We always bake in between five and, and 10%, really yeah. on the higher end uh, for returns. So it's part of doing business, right? It's something that is gonna happen. Amazon are very relaxed with it. They are very customer focused and customer centric. So don't be put off by this. It's definitely not stopped us from launching new products and doing business. It just is part of the game, right? If you're going through it, chances are, you know, 99% of other sellers are going through the same thing. So it is just cost of doing business. Don't be put off. Don't let that deter you from launching and starting your Amazon business. And this leads perfectly into what I'm about to say. So if you are looking at getting started in private label and you know want that extra bit of help, don't necessarily want to make mistakes that can cost you thousands of dollars, do book a call with us about our Accelerator 2.0 program. We look to scale you through your first three products at least within a 12 month period. We have 14 hours of courses, unlimited one-to-one -one calls with myself and Michael, weekly Q&As, monthly sessions with Helium 10, and a bunch of resources and tools that will get you to six figures and up on Amazon and create you that life of freedom that you truly desire from an Amazon FBA private label business. So if that sounds like something you wanna get involved in, click the link in the description or the show notes below. Book a call with us. We'd love to speak with as many of you as possible. And we'll see you in the next video. Take care, guys.